This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. ones came to him because they knew that they would experience love from him not tolerance you know not he didn't condone their wickedness he didn't pat them on the back and tell them you know just keep doing what you're doing you're gonna be fine he didn't do that that's not love that's hypocrisy he didn't do that but he told this group he said they'll know your mind if you have love for one another. We are united by a great, unfathomable love as believers. As Pastor Robert explains in today's message, this love unites, but it does not enable or tolerate complacency or sin amongst us. It is because of this great love that we must confront those things together and hold each other accountable to live holy lives in Christ. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. As I began listening to him, I realized, man, this guy's really hurting, just like me. He came here really in need, just like me. And both of us just need to go to the Lord. Now we can do it together. How cool is that? And so all of a sudden I was interested. It wasn't fake. I wasn't pretending. I I wanted to hear. And so I just sat down on the edge of the bed. And we whined together for about 15 minutes. And then we prayed together. And God met us both in a real powerful way. It was one of the most refreshing conferences I've ever attended because when I stopped focusing on me, God began to use me to encourage a couple of other guys. He, he comforted me, and then he helped me to use that comfort to comfort others. You, you see what I'm saying? We're all going through the same stuff. Only God can actually comfort us and help us. And he wants to. And Quite often, he uses us in the process of comforting other people. But how does choosing to love other people somehow combat the deception of Gnosticism? This idea that God did not put skin on in reality. John 13, 35, Jesus said, By this all will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. And what he meant by that when he said it, you know, he was talking to a specific group of people and he was telling them, they'll know you've been with me. They'll know that I've been teaching you if you love one another. Why? Well, because they saw that in Jesus. Do you understand what I just said? I mean, how is it that the perfect, 
holy God was so loved by prostitutes and thieves and you know, corrupt human beings, people who knew they were wicked, people who knew they were, you know, the only ones who, who really rejected him were the ones who were trying to pretend that they weren't wicked. You know what I'm saying? The Pharisees and the rulers who wanted everybody to think that they were squared away. The ones who were pretending to have it all together had to push Jesus away because stand next to Jesus and it becomes clear you don't have it all worked out. You don't have it all together. You are not sinless. And so they would distance themselves from him. But the wicked ones came to him because they knew that they would experience love from him. Not tolerance, you know, not, he didn't condone their wickedness. He didn't pat them on the back and tell them, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be fine. He didn't do that. That's not love. That's hypocrisy. He didn't do that. But he told this group, he said, they'll know you're mine if you have love for one another. The same thing's true today. People can deny it all they want in academic circles, but in the realm of the spiritual, it will be known that you really are his if you have love for one another. 1 Corinthians 13.1 reminds us, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Or as the message words it, just like a squeaking old rusty gate. There's absolutely nothing to it. But active Holy Spirit-infused love is much more powerful than the empty human philosophies or academics. The second important mandate here in 2 John, stick to what you've been taught from the beginning. Verse 8, he says, look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, don't receive him into your house nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Now, three quick subpoints here under this one. Remember what we're talking about, stick to what you've been taught. Three, three little subpoints. Number one, he says, look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. You know, last week in Guatemala, I was able to sit down with the, the pastor who oversees the Calvary Chapel Association of Churches. I, I, did, I, I didn't even know he was going to be there. Don McClure has been involved with Potter's Field Ministries uh, for years and years and years. And um, the Potter's Field Ministry Center in Antigua is where the uh, Calvary Chapel Antigua meets and where the Bible College also uh, meets, and Don was there actually to speak to the Pottersfield uh, Discipleship Program students. Um, he's somebody I, I respect and appreciate. Um, some of you guys have heard of Alan Redpath, and, and I've heard one or two of you talk about 
reading one of his books. Well, um, Don is actually the one responsible for those books being republished. He, he had the privilege of living with Alan Redpath for, I think, a couple of years, working alongside him, being mentored uh, by him. And um, I didn't know he was going to be there when Elizabeth Knight committed to go and teach. Uh, we got there and, and uh, on a Saturday, and I found out Don and, and uh, Mike Roselle, who directs Pottersville, were going to be there on, arriving on Monday. But Don and I talked about the, uh, you know, he's watched the Calvary Chapel movement from the beginning. He was one of the early ones. And we, we talked about the, the need for us as pastors to do more than just preach on Sunday, which to me is refreshing. Uh, you know, I, I spent the first eight years of my ministry life in Youth with a Mission. And, and in Youth with a Mission, we were, we were taught that discipleship happens as you do life together. It happens over a, a cup of coffee or lunch or breakfast where you just talk about what's going on in life. It looks a lot like hanging out, real discipleship. It looks a lot like two pastors whining together in a dorm room and then praying about their problems. It looks a lot like going out and doing fun things together, doing outreaches from time to time. You know, one of the highlights of my time in Guatemala was I realized that I was going to have a, a couple of mornings that, that my class schedule, because they had given me a lot more, a lot, it had given me six hours a day to teach. And last time I only had three. So I was able to open things up a little bit. And I said to the students one day, why don't we go do an outreach? Let's just go out in the streets and pray for people. And uh, they all got excited. Immediately, there was this, there was, there was this wide-eyed cheer from the students. Now, I have to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting that. Usually, in my experience, when I mention to a room full of Christians, we're going to go do an outreach this weekend, what I get is, is wide-eyed, fearful, we are. What does that mean? And, you know, this was 18 young adults. They were all, uh, well, all except one were um, between the ages of, say, 18 and 28 or 9. One was a little older, but they all got excited about it, and they really jumped into it. We, we, had, a, we had a great time. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio. Radio.